knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. Yes, always want a belly full of beer. It's hour number three of the program. Hope you're well here on this Wednesday. Text line will be open for you. 744-2990. It's our Hall of Fame hour here. Coming up in about 30 minutes, it'll be David Teal from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. But as is usually the case this time of week, leading off hour three, it's time for Bill Rolfe and the Rolfe Report here on BDST. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Now along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. And I'm excited because he's here with me. I was enjoying the show so much this morning, I decided... I was up, I'm listening to your show, and I'm like, I'm just going to drive over from Blacksburg and visit with you in person well, today. I appreciate that. So good man. morning to you. Good, good morning, morning to everyone. You. This is the way I'd always... I know it can't happen, but this is the way I always like to do it. It's nice to see you. Good to see you, man. Hokies played well last night, had the lead with about eight minutes to go, up five in Miami, uh, and uh, Miami scored 29 points in the last eight minutes. That's... No es bueno, right? I mean, <laughs> defensively, it reminded me a little of the Syracuse game. I mean, they just couldn't get stops. And Miami hit a bunch of shots, and Tech made some errors uh, and switches defensively, and then they missed some stick backs and open shots. But, uh, again, as we mentioned last week, I think the key to this Tech basketball team is going to be how it plays when the other team has the ball. Yeah, right. And it wasn't good last night at all, was it, defense? At About all. to sound like Seth Greenberg. No. you got to get stops. <laughs> they didn't get 83 them. points on the road should be enough to That's win. That's a dub, right? It's got to yeah. be. Yeah. 92. Oof. And you can see it on Mike Young's face in the post game. He just, Miami's really good, by the way. They are. Those guards. They're, they're, well, those are very well-compensated guards as well. <laughs> well, yes, they are. <laughs> um, you know, they missed a couple of layups. There was a couple of stickbacks. And you go back and you look at that kind of thing. But I'll tell you what, man. Couture is terrific. And Mutz yeah. and Basili together. Yeah, Basili's really good. But Mutz made a couple of plays last night that I wish he I know he wishes he had back. Too. Yeah. He so did. it's the way it goes. Hokies UVA Saturday at noon. That'll be that's the beautiful thing about basketball. <laughs> You're right back. Right? We come right back at it. <laughs> Commonwealth Cup standings will be uh, d- influenced by this. And Hokies beat Duke at home. They beat Syracuse at home. And now here comes UVA. Right. So I know right. it'll be packed. It'll be a great atmosphere in there. It'll be wonderful. 
I like the nooner. I like the fact that it's an earlier tip-off time, I think. That'll maybe people will be more juiced up because they have the rest of their day if they get it, especially if they get a win. You made a really interesting point about coaches don't like to play in empty gyms. Yeah. That you hear, have tonight, right? Yeah, potentially, it, it, right? potentially it could be a sparse crowd. Down I think point. that got Clemson last night. They lost yeah. at Boston College. Now, we know what time the sun sets here, right? We know. Right. Okay, Boston's further north. It's latitude, right? <laughs> when you're eating your pregame meal in January, Boston, at, at like 4.30, <laughs> right. 5, 5.15, it's pitch dark. It's done. Yeah. So you eat your pregame meal. You go back to your room. It's pitch dark. By the time you get to the Conti Forum, which yeah. is completely empty. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's three, four hours later. Empty mm-hmm. and BC. I remember Temple football was always somewhat of a Rubik's cube when the Hokies and Temple were in the Big East and no one was there. It was so hard to get the energy going. Yeah, it we does. saw it during the COVID year when the stadiums yeah were empty. Right, everything changed. I'm yeah. with you. I would rather play at a packed road venue where they're yelling at you and screaming Absolutely. and the band is playing than an empty arena with no environment. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Coaches that I interview for the broadcast, if visiting coaches go, are your students here? We want them here. Like, good. You know, they don't want to hear. No, they're not back yet from, oh, okay. Now, is Cameron a tough place to play when it's packed? Oh, yeah. Well, of course it is. Yeah. Lane Stadium is a tough place to play <laughs> for is. visiting teams. Yes. However, they are both fun places to play. Like, if you ask anybody on our football team about, like, they're looking forward to going to Florida State and playing in that atmosphere. Absolutely. Visiting teams like playing in Blacksburg. Miami this year. Remember, it's, we talked about it. Right. Their quarterback. Yeah. Made a big, well, I can't wait to get up there. No one's coming to our games <laughs> no one's here. coming to our games. <laughs> Let's go up there and have a great environment for once. <laughs> Tyler Van Dyke said that. He did not endear himself to the home fans, no, by the way. No, he did not. Okay. He did not. Yeah. yeah. All right. A big week in the ACC. Historical week because it's the first time we've seen the three-three-five model schedule release. What are some of your initial thoughts, not only from a tech perspective? Well, from the tech perspective, six of the eight ACC teams were in the Atlantic Division last year. So it's, it's a totally new <laughs> flavor, really right? Is. There's a new menu at our Hokie football <laughs> restaurant, right? Florida State and NC State and Louisville and Wake and Syracuse and uh, Boston College. On there, and the only coastal teams from years past are the Tar Heels and UVA. Yeah, and so I'm excited about that. We have the four non-conference games to start the season. I think that's good this year. I think in some years you may want to sprinkle something in there, but I think all things considered, it's good to have four non-conference games this year. I think the Thursday night home game with Syracuse will be a lot of fun at the end of yep, October. Nice to have that. A little open date before that, so that's good. Uh, I. The, the teams that the, I mean, there, there's no FCS team this year like Wofford. Yes. Okay. Good. So, playing Louisville on the road will be tough, even though they have a new coach. Playing Florida State on the road, they're going to be the preseason favorite in the mm-hmm. league. That will be tough. I do think that on paper, this is a tougher schedule than last year's. What we don't know yet is the roster makeup of Tech and its opponents. Because yeah. There will be another transfer portal shift. Absolutely. After spring ball, so uh, we can't even predict. A record for no, anybody. No, you can't. You can't. You can't get tied but up. But for the much. first time in a long time since Jimbo's national championship team in Tallahassee, I think we can safely say Florida State has the most talented team in the league and should be picked to win it. Agreed. Agreed. We've not been able to say that since Clemson's rise. No. And the league needs that, too. That's great. It's great to be able to have them back, in a way.
So we'll see how it plays out. What other big games outside of the of Tech? What did you like in non-conference? I thought it was very interesting that Duke is now the lovable football team. Duke got the <laughs> Monday night home game with Clemson to kick off the season, the Labor Day Monday night they game. They did. They did. So, great social media stuff they sent out, too, from their football. Yeah, so Duke yeah. Duke football is, you know, they, they spent a lot of money on their facilities. We walked through them last year. Duke. Yeah. It can it's, happen that quickly, yeah. Yeah, you can buy some really <laughs> nice graphics and woodworking and crystal and uh, granite countertops in, that, <laughs> in your in your welcome area. I think North Carolina's head coach Mac Brown was upset because of their last three games, which is home with Duke, which is a rivalry yep. game, then at Clemson, and then at NC State. So. They're essentially playing their three biggest games back to back to back. Right there, yeah. And Mac was not happy with it. I understand it, right? You know, Carolina NC State's the last game. That's their rival. Yeah, game, sure, right? sure. But you have to put the game at Clemson the week before with Duke, <laughs> right? The week before, right? So I think with May they've got the quarterback. They've got a really nice team. Um, but if you're banged up in November. And you're not at full strength. When's the last time any college football team was not banged up at the end of yeah, November? Yeah, that's right. right. And they're playing their three biggest games in a row. That's a good point. That's. I mean, they have they have the Gamecocks, Shane Beamer in South Carolina in Week One too. So they've got probably the toughest schedule in the league because of when teams play. I mean, a tough schedule depends upon your talent. I think if you, UVA looks at their first four games and they may be underdogs on all four. Yeah, you're right. right you're so right. to them, that's a tough schedule. But I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Carolina handles the the, the for everybody really. They're, you can't hide in the coastal anymore. No, not at all. Not at all. Someone is going to be picked fifteenth. Yeah, and someone is going to finish fifteenth. That's right. That's a good or point. Or 14th. Yeah. And that's never happened before. It's going to look weird. I don't know how many times I'm going to forget that there's not divisions this year. I'm sure I will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we head out for the SMA update, something that's kind of maybe off a lot of folks' radar, but um, what's going on out there with uh, Cal? I, thought, I, I know this is a really out of left field, okay? Because a lot of people don't know who Terry McKeever is. This is basically the Coach K of swimming. Yeah. Okay. Right. Four national championships at Cal. Uh, by the way, swimming on the West Coast is really big, right? She was the first woman to ever coach the U.S. Olympic team. Right. In fact, I think to this point, the only woman. That's where I first heard the name. So like, essentially, yeah. Yeah. the greatest women's coach in swimming in the history of our country. Uh, they fired her yesterday. 482-page uh, report for bullying uh Everything from racial insensitivity to uh, disability discrimination to national origin discrimination. Amazing. And I think the, the era of the coach going, I can do whatever I want, and I can say whatever I want because I'm winning national championships and I'm the national coach, okay, those days have been over. But now even for a woman, yeah, women's team. right, right. Okay. You cannot go to your athletic director and go, I'm the national coach. I can call my pl- – yeah. I'm motivating. That's the way do I've it. always yeah. done it. Right. It's not the, the, I don't want to say the balance of power, but treating your athletes with respect. We were talking about some of these great coaches, right? Yeah. The things they did to players Absolutely. back in the 60s and yeah. 70s. You'd right. never be able to do that now. No, you can't. No matter it's all how many nat- natties you win. Yeah. right? Now, is Cal somewhat of a liberal school? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But – 
the fact that they cut ties with their I mean I looked I looked it up yesterday when I read this like she's on the list of the greatest swim swimming coaches in the history of the world yeah and very few women are on that list so well there you go okay. there you go yeah well it, it's just reality it's Bill Roth and the Roth reporting studio we've got the SMA update coming up his Baker team game of the week ooh that's going to be tough and the NRV Heart Clinic top three all that's coming up with the voice of Virginia Tech football Bill Roth when we return here on the Roth report on this Wednesday edition stay with us First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment the destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. The Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors wishes you a wonderful new year. Buffalo and Moore, a small business in Reiner, opening January the 4th in their new location at 4040 Reiner Road. Remember them for catering, family-style meals, and their new deli selection. Check Facebook for new hours and more details. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda wish you the best in 2023. From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech Sports Media and Analytics Program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. And we do welcome you back. It's the Roth Report here on BDST, and we have Bill in studio with us, so that's always very exciting. As the SMA now kicking as we head into February. Thanks to First in Maine for giving me the opportunity to talk about our kids every week. Yesterday, class was really good. We talked about Disney finished buying BamTech in November, and we talked a little bit about direct-to-consumer streaming, meaning that you would just open your phone, your laptop, your computer, your smart TV without a subscription. Even today, if you have ESPN+, Plus, you still have Hulu or something like that to get it. But the Yankees are talking about, and it looks like it's going to happen for opening day, the Yankees are going to have their own direct-to-consumer streaming platform in which you would pay just for Yankees games on your phone through Yes Network. And they'd be the first team to do it. Not surprising, the Yankees would take the lead on something like that. So we discussed that in class, and we discussed a little bit about the investment that Disney has made in, in, they bought out Major League Baseball's remaining part in BamTech, which was a California company that, in, in essence, started massive streaming direct-to-consumer. And so we talked a little bit about that. I like class. that. I like that idea. I'd love to be able to purchase just one team of my games. Who, who, what team would you purchase? I'm a Padres lifer, back okay. to the old Dave Winfield would, days. Would you pay 25 bucks a month? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you would. The question Easily. is how many people would. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, especially being on the East Coast. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be right there, baby. You'd watch every podcast. <laughs> yeah, I would try. I think there are enough people. And I think the reason that the Yankees are probably the first team to tap their toe in it is because it's New York. Oh, yeah. Makes perfect sense. Right. Yeah. And, and even if, if 2% of your fan base opts in, 2% in that city. That's lucrative. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas 2% in Milwaukee or Pittsburgh, it's not going to no, be. No. You still have to sell commercials and yeah, some, yeah. have an over-the-air package and have a cable package. And, you know, the future, and we'll get into this in our classes, too, once more becomes available. But, the, you know, Sinclair, 
owns all these RSN. It's it's named Bally Sports, but they're in some serious financial trouble. Yeah, and if they that. go bankrupt and can't pay their rights fees, there are going to be some teams that can't pay their payrolls. Right. NBA, NHL, and Major League mm-hmm. Baseball teams. That's so, right. Well. Tomorrow night, Tech women play Syracuse at home, so we can have our broadcast crew right. here in at Castle. The Syracuse students are coming down. They'll have oh, their broadcast love that. crew. That'll be fun. So it's kind of like your family, full yeah. circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. So we're excited about the. We got. We've got. Uh, we had early decisions, so we know what our our class. What is that? Twenty seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We know what our freshman class will look like a little bit for the fall, but more kids will find out here in the next couple of weeks. And I'm hearing from their parents. Yeah. Are it's... you hearing anything? Like, no, they don't. Admissions doesn't talk to, yeah, yeah. to, to us about. So that's great. It's such an exciting time. Yeah. And you're going to go, I was up there. I was there. I remember what you guys The anxiety. Yeah, that's right. Of getting, that's right. Am, I, am I in or out? Yeah, I know. I know. All right. You got, you got a tough choice here, my friend. The Baker team game of the week. I mean, there's a this lot. This is the best weekend of college basketball of the year. Yeah. All the way around, right? Carolina Duke. On uh, Saturday, Hokies and UVA—that's noon. Texas and K-State. K-State. Miami and Clemson. Uh, Auburn and Tennessee. I love. I, be, I shouldn't say I love. I think it's funny when Alabama and Auburn and Tennessee are great in men's basketball. Yeah. The passion and the atmosphere. The feuding. It's great. They hate each other. They, they do. But, but it's it's basketball, guys. It is. You lose the Auburn Tennessee basketball loser. It, it's <laughs> no. not the same no. as football. No. They get so despondent. <laughs> you play 38 games. Yes, yes. Okay. You'll, you'll recover on that one. My number one game of the week is number one Purdue at Indiana. Purdue looks really good. They really do. They look really good. But the odds of them running the table, I think, are are slim. And I think a game in-state, it's a rivalry game, right? Yes, yes. Indiana. On the road, conference. Bloomington. Hoosiers. Yeah. You don't think they're keyed up oh. on that in that state this oh, week? Yeah. No. I mean, it'll be they'll sell more tickets than the place holds for that game. Yeah, that's that's my game. But Hokies and UVA that's sold out too. Yeah, noon yeah. Castle Saturday. All right, good choices, man. Good choices. All right, we do have breaking news on the program. You want to do the breaking news, or do yeah, you want let me to hear? Get it let me hear your breaking news. The breaking news. Hey, hang on, let me hit the. Because uh... <laughs> I'm getting. All sorts of people sending me this here on the uh, text line. I just looked it up. It's true. Well, it's take number two, so we'll take it with a grain of salt. But Tom Brady on his Twitter account just announced his final retirement, as he has meant, as he's called it. This is the real one, he's saying. Tom Brady just retired from the National Football League. It's all over the place. There it is. There's Tom. <laughs> So there you go. You think it's going to take this time? Feels like it will. A year after he sacrificed his marriage, but we found out later there were things going on there. Now he's now he's stepping away. What's next? I don't know because I don't think there's going to grandfather him into that Fox lead role because I'm telling you one thing, Greg Olson is outstanding. I think he's terrific. That's going to be tough to demote Greg Olson at this it's going point. going to make more as an analyst than he, than he did as a quarterback. Yes. You got what is it, 30 mil lined up or something crazy like that? He needs to practice really hard <laughs> if he's going to surpass all. It's going to be great. Yeah, he'll be, will be. But anyway, that just happened. That just happened. So there you go. There's our breaking news. <laughs> Time now for Bill's NRV Heart Clinic Top Three.
Ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford. All right, so which direction are you going here? By the way, thanks to New River Valley Heart Clinic for sponsoring our Top 3 each and every week. Yes, we love My them. Top 3 Super Bowl prop bets. <laughs> oh, these are great. All right, okay. what we got here? So, <laughs> I'm going to get your take on it. The opening kickoff, touchback or no? Ooh. Okay. Opening kickoff, do you think it'll be a touchback Ooh. or not? The kickers, they have such an advantage where the ball is now. They oh. do. They do. But a lot of times guys will run that thing out five yards deep just to get the thing off to a good start. I'll go with touchback. You get plus 170 if it's not, meaning if you bet 100, you win 170. The opening kickoff has not been a touchback in 28 Ooh. of the last 32 Super Bowls. Interesting. So I might lose Little that nerves. One. Yeah, I might lose that one. Bet a hundred bucks, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know right away. Number two, number two, Pat Mahomes to win M- MVP is plus one thirty. That's, that's that's basically you're picking who do you think is going to yeah, win the game. Yeah, right, exactly, because the quarterback's going to get it unless he's just horrible. Yeah, I I kind of like that bet. Yeah, one thirty. You one thirty. I'm putting some dough on that one. If I'm yeah, absolutely. Come on, yeah. But my favorite prop bet for the Super Bowl coming up. <laughs> Okay. The over-under on the length of the national anthem has been set at two minutes and two seconds. Chris Stapleton will do the anthem this year. And I went back and did research because that's, you know, that's the guts of this show every week, research. Yes, it is. If you look closely at this, Rick, and I know you do, Gladys Knight went over. That's fine. Lady Gaga, over. Alicia Keys, Over. Christina Aguilera went over. <laughs> Carrie Underwood went over. They all go over. Ooh. Right? Mm-hmm. They all go over because I think they're singing, and by the time they get to And the Rockets' Red Glare, yes. they're like, it's this big. There's 100 million people watching yeah. me right now, yeah. and I'm 90% through this. I'm big, going for an extra few seconds of camera big time. Big finish. Big finish, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, you get plus 460 if there's a word omitted. If Chris Stapleton misses a word or messes up, $100 bet pays four sixty. That's actually a betting line, folks. Yeah. If they mess it up. Chris Stapleton over 202. Yes, I would. Take I'm that. going over I'm also. I'm going over. I'm going over. I wouldn't mind if he went a little over. I like Chris Stapleton. So, yeah. That but there, there's a blues, not bluesy. There, there's kind of a. Yeah. Uh, right? No, I agree. Yeah. Vibe there. There is a vibe there. Those are great. 460 if a word is forgotten or admitted. Ha <laughs> ha. I wouldn't take that one. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't. Maybe I'd put it a couple dollars, maybe. But usually they're they're locked in. They've been practicing this thing. They know how bad that would I'm be. I'm wondering how often it's taped. <laughs> and they just do a really good By job. By the way, you it. can also bet. I looked online on, on Sandal. You can bet on who they're going to show first during the anthem, like which head coach. Really? Or which player. Which sideline and all. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. You know there are people all over that, too. You can bet on just about anything. You can bet on any activity for the Super Bowl. (laughs) The line's two. At least that was the opening Uh, line, right? Or two and a half. So that's great. Neil just said Whitney Houston was 240. But then nobody, nobody. That's all my my all time favorite. You know, when Buzz Williams was here, he brought the team out onto the court and they, they did a practice. Buzz rehearsed everything. He rehearsed the national anthem, how to line up. Hand over your heart. What we're doing as a team yeah. for the anthem, yeah. and they played Whitney Houston's. Oh yeah, at 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 Castle. 
And for some of those kids, they've never seen it. Right. And they're like, whoa, that's kind of important. Is that your favorite all time? Yeah, I think so. Given where Super we were Bowl. and plus what was going on, you know, with the, the war. and Yeah, I think so. Two red, white, and blue teams. And you can't make it up, right? Giants and Bills. Yeah. That was in Tampa, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was the, the Norwood game. <laughs> that was wide right. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing the Hokies and the Hoos on Saturday at noon. And next week we're giving some tickets away. Yes, we are with Louise once again. That's exactly right. We're looking forward to that. We appreciate everything that she does, especially when she's helping out peeps go see basketball games. Appreciate Louise and all of our sponsors to the show each and every week. And if, again, you don't catch us live, you can catch us on our podcast right. version of this very show. It'll be running tonight before the RU game. Apple Podcasts, whatever you have, Spotify, right. wherever you get your podcasts. Right. So Great to see you in person. Do this more often if you can. It's great. You're, you were just on fire this morning. <laughs> like, I'm up. I'm like doing some work. And I'm like, I want to talk some sports with Watson. Uh, okay. Best coach, Belichick. Yeah. You at. That was, right? I did. I, was, I have a hard time finding which one because it's an era thing to yeah. me. But, yeah, which one's the best coach? Who had the better accomplishments? And, I'm, cool. and I'm a Pittsburgh guy. That's right. That's right. You had a good one, though. You've had, you've had lots of good ones. I mentioned this before we went on the air. When you leave the radio and TV booths at, at Acrisure Stadium, there's that Heinz. There it is. I was going to say Heinz, they, too. There's only been three yeah. Steelers coaches since I've been alive. Yeah, right. Coach Knoll, Coach Cower, Coach Tomlin. Yeah. And they have massive murals to each. Each has won at least one Super Bowl. Right, right. One owner. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Says it all. That's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We're back from one Hall of Famer to the next. David Teal. A lot to cover with Dave when we come back. Stay with us. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. You know, buying or selling a home is a really important decision. We'll trust that decision to the Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda have combined experience of 40-plus years right here in the New River Valley. Check their website, nrvhomes.com, to search properties. They'll give you home field advantage in a competitive market. It is 36 minutes past the hour here on this Wednesday. Hope you're doing well, wherever you might be. Thanks to uh, Bill Roth. Great to see Bill show up in studio. We go from one Hall of Famer to the next. Joining us now from the Richmond Times-Dispatch, his name is David Till. David, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Man, oh man, there's so much I need to try to cover with you here. So forgive me ahead of time if I'm jumping around, but there's a lot I want to get your take on. First of all, the schedule release for the, uh, the first ever new model, the 335. ACC football, what were some of your initial impressions after seeing it released? Well, we knew the opponents, so the only question is the, the sequencing. And what you know struck me about Virginia Tech in Virginia is, wow, it's going to be hard to get traction early in the season. 
Uh, you know, the Hokies, their first two ACC games are home against Pitt and then at Florida State. I mean, that, they've lost three straight to Pitt by a combined 70 points, and Florida State might well be the preseason ACC favorite, and they've got two of the most dynamic players in the league with Jordan Travis quarterback and Jared Verse at defensive end. And then up in Charlottesville, you know, we knew that, that they were going to start with some difficult non-conference games opening in Nashville against Tennessee and coming home to face James Madison. And then all of a sudden, there's that ACC opener at home against NC State and Brenner Armstrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't make it up, man. That's so cool. <laughs> and Bill was just talking about Mac Brown wasn't happy, right? He expressed some concern about the way Carolina's line up the last three, right? Uh, I think Duke, Clemson, and then North Carolina State. Yeah, he's got to, he, he's got to play Clemson and NC State both on the road to close the year. Mac ain't happy. No, he's not. No, he's not. Well, we'll see how it all plays out. It's still strange. I know we've heard a lot of Tech fans this week. Is I know we're trying to get used to the fact that you know Tech basically jumped from the coastal to the Atlantic, right? Even though there's no divisions now, or at least that's the way it appears. <laughs> yeah, because except you know. They, <laughs> They don't get Clemson, which which is helpful, but but yes, they they're, they're drawing BC and NC State and Syracuse, and then and you add the night conference game against Rutgers, and it's got an old Big East feel. Yeah, it. right, right. He is David Teal, the Hall of Famer from the Richmond Times Dispatch. Um, all right, we'll jump from football scheduling to the hardwood. Let's go right to last night. Um, I thought they really needed to get a dub. And I think about what you said, David, because it's starting really, and every time I see it, it just sticks out. You said, you know what, that that zero column for road wins is something that's going to come back and hurt them. And boy, last night they had a chance. You score 83 points on the road, and yet you still lose, and now 0-7 in true road games for the Hokies. Yeah, you just get the feeling, Rick, that – Virginia Tech, as good a team as it can be and has been this season, that the Hokies are just going to run out of time uh, to, to to get that resume to to where it needs to be. You know, and, and now the last two games uh, without Darius Maddox, boy, they could have used him last night. Although, you know, offense wasn't the issue. Mm-hmm. Jared Burson, a former ESPN researcher, tweeted out last night, Virginia Tech is the first Division I team this season to shoot better than 55% from the field, 40% from three, and 90% from the line in a game, and yet still lose. Mm. And that's because of a couple of reasons. Number one, they turned it over 14 times. Number two... They gave up 46 points in the paint. That is bad, bad interior defense. And then late in the game, Nigel Packer earned his $400,000. <laughs> I mean, that's what he did. He, he did. Went, he, went, he did. He went, he went nuts. He, he, scored, he scored 17 points in about six minutes. 
he was Larry Bird-esque. He was just going deeper every time he shot a three. I couldn't believe it. It was just like, wow. And he, know, he knew they were going in. It was, it was yeah, a, no, he, he has no confidence. <laughs> and you're right, too. And, David, that's the thing that stood out. It was like a layup line. It was like watching Miami in pregame warm-ups that they were able to get to the paint so easily and finish. Yeah, your shadow mirror is a problem for a lot of teams. He's a young man from Nicaragua who transferred to Miami from Arkansas State, and he's you know, he's really the only post presence that the Canes have, and he only go, only goes six 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 seven. But wow, is he a force in there? Well, David, we talk about heat checks for shooters like Pack. Well, how about a heat check for UVA right now? I mean, here they are, seven in a row. They're coming to Blacksburg. I mean, here we head into February, and Tony Bennett, yep, as is usually the case, his teams get better the later the season goes on. And now they're tied in the loss column atop the ACC standings after Clemson's hiccup at Boston College last night which really didn't surprise me. I saw B.C. on Saturday in Charlottesville, and even though the Cavaliers ended up winning that game handily, I thought it was more about Virginia's excellence than B.C.'s warts. And, you know, they, they, they got it done somehow at Syracuse. You know, like Jaden Gardner comes up huge in the clutch, draws a charge, hits the decisive bucket, Gets two defensive rebounds, and they're they're just playing really, really well on both ends of the floor. That I told you before, they're going to be the number one seed in the ACC tournament. Yeah, yeah, he is David Teal joining us on the program, the award-winning writer and Hall of Famer. I agree with you, and I think people, you know, said, "Hey, they only beat Syracuse by five. I don't look at it that way at all. You go on the road in that place. I mean, Tech found out the difference in playing there and playing them in Blacksburg. That's a that's a really good win to start a road week. I don't care. Like you said, you have to fight through some things. I think that reveals more about the kind of team that you have. I really do. Virginia Rick has won five consecutive games at the Dome. In the history of that building, the only other program and coach to go in there and win five straight is Jamie Dixon and Pitt. That's incredible. Big Big John in Georgetown didn't do it. Louie in St. John's didn't do it. Calhoun in Yukon didn't do it. Shashevsky and Duke, no. Virginia and Tony Bennett have. <laughs> well, and that sets up a huge showdown at noon. And, and I'm sorry, it's a must-win for Tech, isn't it? It really is. It's a must-win, I think. Yes. I mean, they have to get it done on Saturday. If not, and they, mm. and, and they absolutely can. Sure, but it, obviously it, it, will, it will be difficult. But home court, and you're desperate. That's when that's when teams step up. Well, David, I want to talk about Billy Packer. You had a, a great piece, by the way. Um, and growing up as a younger person and watching basketball and understanding the role of a broadcaster, that whole era, to me, still the golden age when he would team up with Dick Emberg, Al McGuire, and then what he did later on with CBS. Can you talk about the impact Billy Packer? I mean, it's a forever impact on the industry, isn't it? 
Yes, and he deserves to be in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and no offense to Dick Vitale, but if Dick Vitale's in the Basketball Hall of Fame, heaven knows Billy Packer should be. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, by the way, Billy Packer was an all-ACC guard <laughs> right. who led Wake, Wake Forest to back-to-back ACC tournament championships and a Final Four. Mm-hmm. So let, let's not forget about that either. But no, he was, he was a pioneer, Rick. Uh, he was the accidental broadcaster, hoodwinked by a friend, and to go into a game one night with that <laughs> friend, the legendary Skeeter Francis, right? Who, who ran the ACC sports media operations. He needed a substitute analyst for that night's game, Maryland at NC State. And they got to the game, and he told Billy, you know, you're the only guy I know with the cojones to do this without any practice. <laughs> and, and Billy tells the story in the ACC Network documentary. You didn't know how to put on a headset. <laughs> but he sat down next to Jim Thacker, and they clicked. And it, it became must-see TV for all of us who grew up in ACC country. Oh, there was no doubt. That open of the old C.D. Chesley games and then those two, I mean, you knew you were in for it, right? It was just going to be a perfect night. You can't say that, sadly. Even with the advancements today, there are not a lot of guys who I think can bring home in the broadcast still like those two did, you know? No, and, and, and then, like you mentioned, when he went to CBS, well, first we went to NBC with, with Enberg and McGuire, mm-hmm. and then the C when he worked with Gary Bender and Brent Musburger and then most recently Jim Nance. I mean, he did 34 consecutive Final Fours. Incredible. I mean, and, and, and some of the greatest ever. You know, Wooden's last game. Yes, right. You know, NC State winning it on the dunk. Carolina winning on on Jordan's jumper. Bird versus Magic, the most watched college basketball game ever. Still to this day, you know he, he was courtside for that. I mean, he was the voice of the sport. Yeah, I still remember. I think he had the final sentence right on the Lorenzo Charles play. I think they just won it, or something like that. He, just, he, he, <laughs> he said they won it, and then he paused on the dunk. Yes, on the dunk. Yes. Before I let you go, again, we've t- there's been so many major national names that have passed, both in pop culture and in sports. But here, regionally, we lost one as well, didn't we? Lou Campanelli, who uh, I got the pleasure of meeting a couple of times, passed away, the legendary James Madison coach. We lost one here at home, if you will. I had the pleasure of covering Coach Campanelli. Yes, absolutely you did. When I, when I was a senior at, at JMU, the Dukes made their first ever NCAA tournament in 1981, and Rick, he was nothing short of groundbreaking. Yes. Uh, What he did at James Madison just a handful of years, literally, removed from Division II, he took them to three consecutive NCAA tournaments, 81, 82, and 83, advanced in all three, beat Georgetown, beat Ohio State, beat West Virginia, mm-hmm. and damn near beat North Carolina That's in right. 82 Yes, before the Tar Heels won the national championship. I mean, they, they lost by a point. Yes. 
Most important figure in James Madison basketball history, in my opinion. Oh. Right? They've been chasing that success, Rick, ever since. It's been more than 40 years. Well, it, the 83 team, which would have been his last NCAA team, it'd be you know 40 years, and they still have not advanced in the main bracket. Mm-hmm. They've only been to two NCAA since. Right. And the only game they won was out of the first four in date. Right. And, boy, they had Carolina beat in that game. You're, you're so right. Man, that would have changed the course of history, wouldn't it? <laughs> Held Jordan to six points. Yeah. Shut him down completely. But could, couldn't handle Worthy. And then Worthy got the benefit of a late whistle that JMU fans still debate. And um, the, the Tar Heels escaped. Uh, and then they met again the following season. Right, right. And, and Carolina won comfortably in Greensboro. Let's not forget that 81 team at Godwin Hall lost to Ralph and number one UVA again by a point. By a point. Wow. Well, great stuff, and he deserves to be remembered, and I'm sure college basketball fans will for a long time. David, we appreciate you. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're going to be in Blacksburg this weekend. I will. <laughs> I figured you would be. Well, we look forward to your post-game coverage. Stay safe in your travels, my friend, and thank you so much for being on today. You bet, Rick. Thank you. There you go. That's uh, the great David Teal joining us on the program. We're going to take our final break. Come back, wrap it up on a Wednesday. Hope you're well wherever you might be. Great show today. I mean, you got a Hall of Fame hour right there. Doesn't have anything to do with me. Just having those two guys, Bill and David, come on. That's some free-valued entertainment and knowledge just for you. We're back to wrap it up. Stay with us. Whoa, time out. Big Dog Sports Talk is taking a time out. Now hold, wait a minute, time out. You want to say that one more time without the sarcasm? BTSD will return in a moment on WRAD. I think by far my favorite minute work tune. And possibly the complication. Brilliant song, by the way. Especially at night. I worry over All right. Thanks uh, to Keon Brown, I know we'll be Bill right. Roth, and David Teal. Great stuff today. And great stuff from you, as always. Man, we got a lot of good texts today. 744-2990. Tonight. Well, first of all, the Radford women have a home game tonight. They'll be taking on Presbyterian. That's 7 o'clock. If you want to frequent the Deadman Center, check out the ladies. The men, I'll be hitting the road shortly, headed to uh, Clinton. Take on Presbyterian. It is not an easy draw. You better come up and ready to play in that building, even though it's not necessarily the toughest of um, loud environments, which makes it maybe even tougher to play. It'll be 6.30 with the pregame tonight, 7 o'clock. The Highlanders and Presbyterian, Darius Nichols' team tries to win its eighth straight. And more importantly, they could pull to within one half game of idle UNC Asheville if they can get their ninth conference win. But traditionally, the games down there, 
I mean, Radford's won more than they've lost, but there's it's always a dogfight down there. I mean, it is always. So that will be tonight, Radford and Presbyterian. Tune us in. And then tomorrow we want as many people to come in the studio to help out do the show as we can because I'm going to need a nappy because I won't be back in until, you know, 1, 2 in the morning, get a couple hours sleep. Or if you want to bring by mini beverages, lots of bacon, whatever it might be to get us through the day. And we'll just have a big party in studio. Tomorrow, I know uh, Dwight Vick, Andy Bitter scheduled to join us. A lot to uh, unpack tomorrow and tonight on the hardwood. Thanks for spending your hump day with us, everybody. Stay safe. And if all goes well and travels, we'll see you tomorrow here on the program. Take care, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. Center for. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, New River Valley.